Good morning, it's Wednesday, October 25th, and this is the Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories and other important things going on in our community. Today, James Christopher McFeely, a special agent with the U.S. Postal Inspection Service in Arizona, has made national headlines by declining a plea deal. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsors at Lolly Automotive. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Lolly from the Lolly Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small town dealer friendly. Come into any one of the Lolly dealerships today, or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lolly deal. Nobody. Now some Arizona trivia. Did you know that Nothing is a deserted ghost town in Arizona? It has often been recognized for its peculiar name. Established in 1977 by Buddy Kenworthy, it's situated 118 miles northwest of Phoenix near U.S. Route 93. The town's rather humorous sign states, quote, Town of Nothing, Arizona, founded 1977, elevation 3,269 feet. The staunch citizens of Nothing are full of hope, faith, and believe in the work ethic. Through the years, these dedicated people had faith in nothing, hoped for nothing, worked at nothing, for nothing. At its height, nothing had a population of four. The settlement contained a gas station and a small convenience store. Today's history is brought to you by Benson Hospital. They're doing more than treating illnesses in Benson, they're building a healthier community. Benson Hospital is now collaborating with the Diaper Bank of Southern Arizona to provide diaper assistance to families in need. For more information, visit their website at bensonhospital.org. Now our feature story. James Christopher McFeely, a special agent with the U.S. Postal Inspection Service in Arizona, has made national headlines by declining a plea deal. This deal, if accepted, would have meant unsupervised probation in exchange for a guilty plea to a Class 1 misdemeanor of disorderly conduct. Instead, he's chosen to face the more severe felony charges of witness tampering and obstructing a criminal investigation. Now, what led us here? Back in 2020, there was an incident at a Bisbee hotel involving McFeely's friend, an agent with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, or ATF, named Joseph T. Davis. Davis faced accusations of off-duty sexual misconduct, and it was this event that set off a chain of legal proceedings. Fast forward a bit, and we find Davis pleading guilty this past March to misdemeanor disorderly conduct. This plea was to resolve the indictment of felony sexual abuse he faced. Hailing from Oregon, Davis faced a sentence of short-term unsupervised probation on March 13th. But here's where things get a tad more intricate. Davis, during his guilty plea, requested that crucial case documents be sealed from public view, citing potential work-related safety issues. However, this request was shot down by Judge Joel Larson. Why? Deputy County Attorney Tarisha Driggs stated that the ATF officials she communicated with didn't echo Davis's concerns. Moreover, the U.S. Department of Justice had already publicized Davis's prosecution in 2022, even specifying the city of his ATF assignment. The charges against both Davis and McFeely have roots in a December 4, 2020 visit to Bisbee. On that evening, a 911 call from the Cooper Queen Hotel painted a concerning picture. The caller reported an extremely intoxicated individual, later identified as Davis, allegedly making inappropriate advances towards a bartender. But this case wasn't straightforward from the start. Bisbee police, who first responded to the incident, faced criticism for their initial handling of the matter. 
It wasn't until May 2021 that the case saw an investigator's desk, and the Cochise County Grand Jury didn't get involved until February 3, 2022. Only two weeks following this, McFeely found himself indicted by a grand jury, an announcement also made public by the Department of Justice. And now, McFeely's five-day jury trial is slated to begin on April 30, 2024, presided over by Judge Timothy Dickerson. If convicted of both felonies, he could be looking at up to two years in state prison, though court records hint at the likelihood of probation. For our full story, visit us at MyHeraldReview.com. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Ace Hardware. Hi, this is Les from Sierra Vista Ace. This is a great time to paint. Ace Stocks, Clark and Kensington, Valspar, Dunn Edwards, and our own Ace Royal Paint in interior and exterior finishes. We can computer match other brands and colors too. All the colors you can imagine, even one named Sierra Vista. Decide on the wall or room to paint, bring in a color idea, and let Ace mix your paint. Treat yourself to a new brush and roller too. Save gas, save time, shop Ace first. Sierra Vista Ace since 1981 on the corner of Fry and Highway 9. Next, Denzin Cortez of Cronkite News looked into how the Hamas-Israeli war is dividing people on college campuses, including at ASU. College campuses across the nation turning into places of protest as the Israel-Hamas wars in Gaza continue. At college campuses like Arizona State, tensions are evidently high, both on Palestinian and Israeli sides. It's just a really scary time, and this is getting very real and very scary very fast. A rally and there were people intimidating us behind us. The conflict that started on October 7th, when Palestinian-based group Hamas launched an attack on Israel, the death toll climbing day by day, as civilians and troops on both sides fight for what they believe. And it's also very personal because I have cousins that are on the front lines right now fighting um, in Gaza. So there's that. And then I also have little cousins who are going to be traumatized about this for the rest of their life. The severity of this war doesn't just span across the Middle East, but has affected both the Israeli and Palestinian communities on college campuses, including Arizona State. A war spanning generations, continuing to divide as each side believes they are in the right. We see all the oppression that happens. Um, I mean, we need to stand up for it. And the last the last 75 years, like, Palestinians have been oppressed. And all of a sudden now it feels like everything is just blowing up and people are starting to notice finally. Handing out sweets and candy celebration. It wasn't a military celebration that they got new land. It was that they killed Jews. Boggles the mind. I am not going to try to make sense of the senseless. Because what happened on Saturday on Shabbat in Israel, to me, it's not a military conflict at that point. Both communities united in solidarity as they mourn their loved ones' losses while taking a stand to an ongoing war spanning 75 years. You know, in the Holocaust, we always say never again. But I was talking to my uncle, and he's like, it's literally, unfortunately, happening again. It's not even like an issue of anti-Semitism, which is what a lot of news outlets try to paint it as. It's not anything about religion. It's not a religion of war at all. It's more of like a human rights issue. My grandfather had to like, flow, like flee the war and everything. 
I know the history of it. I know the complexity of it. I know that if we don't stand up for what we believe in, if we don't stand up for our country, we're just going to be repeating history all over again, which is what we're trying to prevent. Local government officials in Tempe have taken notice and have offered support to communities affected by this ongoing war. A lot of students that come here from other states and also internationally, uh, many times you are, you do really lean on people because you need support systems because you're not close to home, you're not near your parents, you're not near siblings. And so that support of the university, that support of the city of Tempe is critically important to make sure that you can work through very, very difficult times and especially very trying times that we're living through right now. And as the war continues, so do these student protests, both sides affected, advocating to bring awareness to a war that is taking the lives of many. In Tempe, Denzin Cortez, Cronkite News. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Hi, this is Kylie Young with Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista. At Prestige, we know that wellness is top of mind for many older adults and their loved ones. It's why we offer a free online guide to healthy aging. In the guide, we examine practical advice and lifestyle tips for physical, cognitive, and mental health, as well as common concerns older adults face with their wellness as they age. Courtesy of Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista, download the free guide today at PrestigeHealthyAging.com. That's PrestigeHealthyAging.com. Next, an upcoming event that you should know about. This Saturday at 1 p.m., take the kids over to the Sierra Vista Public Library for a Goosebumps party. What better way to get into the Halloween spirit than with the famous book series by R.L. Stein? Kids will get to play games, make crafts, and get a little scared. This program is recommended for youth ages 5 and up. Finally, today we're remembering the life of Julie Martin. Julie was born in Nisswa, Minnesota in 1959. She graduated from Brainerd High School, attended a nursing course, and joined the U.S. Army in 1979 to continue helping patients. During her distinguished career, she received numerous awards, including a Meritorious Service Medal, Army Commendation Medal, and an Army Achievement Medal. After 20 years, she retired in 1999. Julie immediately went back to government work with Raymond W. Bliss Medical Clinic on Fort Huachuca. She was to retire from civil service in November 2024. Julie married the love of her life, Johnny, in 1985. Together, they have a blended family of four adult children, several grandchildren, and one great-grandchild. Her happy place was in her gardens or on her motorcycle. She loved the sunshine and the wind on her face. She's survived by her loving husband, children, brothers, sister, grandchildren, great-grandbaby, nieces, and nephews. Thank you for taking a moment to celebrate and remember Julie's life and service. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. Subscribe today for unlimited access to all of our content for just $14 per month. This is less than the cost of one hour of one reporter's work on a single story. Also, want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. Neighbor is a free online forum you can trust to connect with your community, focus on facts, and make a difference. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com.
It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, especially in Cochise County. Become part of the hyperlocal conversation on Cochise County's exclusive social media platform, Neighbor. That's N-A-B-U-R. Your neighbors are striking up meaningful conversations, sharing exquisite Cochise County photos, and respecting each other's views without any other social media noise. No unwanted advertising and only respectful conversations on hot community topics. That's right. Our journalism project manager can set the record straight and help answer any pressing questions about the happenings in our community. Join the conversation at myheraldreview.com slash N-A-B-U-R.